0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. Yesterday, Jeff told you about his biggest surprise pitcher and position player from 2023. Well, today I'll tell you why he's wrong and who the real surprises are. And that guy Jeff is going to say a few more things as well. We got all that on today's Locked On Reds. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds
0: podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host Stephen Offenbaker. He is back. We are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that are addicted to the Cincinnati Reds and have been for a long time and we've turned that addiction into information for you as I've been hosting this podcast for over five seasons now this is uh, after the second season that Steve has been with me as we head into this offseason that should be lots and lots of fun for Cincinnati Reds fans as it's going to be very busy and you can trust that Lockdown Reds is going to be with you every step of the way because we our part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every single day, and we're free and available on all platforms. We give you Reds content each and every day. Coming up on today's show... Like Steve said, I I gave you my surprises yesterday. I told you why TJ Friedel and Brandon Williamson were the most surprising position player and pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds in 2023. Steve, I'm sure is going to say the exact same things because I have smart takes. And then we're going to look at a surprising former Red and a couple of roster moves that the Reds, I yes, the the Reds can make roster moves. They did that. Um, Is that even legal? Yeah, I, I, I did not know that, but hey, you know, we might, there might be an interesting discussion in those roster moves. Before we get to all of that, I want to tell you today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, Steve,
1: late on me your most surprising position player is TJ. It is not TJ Friedel. And listen, as, as far as your wrong takes go, this is one of the, the lesser wrong takes that you have because TJ Friedel was a surprise. I mean, I'll give you that, uh, He did things that nobody expected him to do. He did it at a high level, and he did it against left-handed pitching. Uh, All of the things you spelled out of why you thought he was the biggest surprise, which you were wrong about, um, he is a surprise. The real surprise of 2023 is the rising, streaking, shooting-across-the-sky star that is my guy, Matty Ice McClain. Uh, Listen the whole off season was spent talking about Ellie de la Cruz. We did that thing with EDLC that we did with Hunter green that we've done with other guys where we just hyped and hyped and hyped and hyped and hyped. And all the while there were other guys we really weren't paying a whole lot of attention to. And that other guy was Matt McClain. Matt McClain, if you recall was the first of this real bunch of call-ups and the narrative changed, the energy changed, the season changed that night in Colorado when Matt McClain was added to this active roster. Now, that's true. not for it to just be all feels. I'm going to back this up with some numbers because you, you cited TJ Friedel as your surprise. And he had a great season in 138 games. He put up a war that's wins above replacement of 3.8. Now, we've said when we explained this last offseason that when you get to the 4.0 neighborhood, you're talking about an all-star. So I don't think anybody had TJ Friedel penciled in on their all-star ballot at the beginning of the season uh, versus now. So he's a surprise, right? Yeah. But again, I said he did that in 138 games. Matt McClain put up a 3.7 war, just 0.1 less. And he did it in just 89 games between being called up late and then dealing with that injury. So he did it in a lot less time. Uh, If he had played those 138 games, we'd be talking about a 4.5 to 5 war for Matt McClain. And that would have blown everybody else's doors off. Uh, That's my first argument. And now I hear some of you guys already saying, but what about Spencer Steer? Uh for comparison's sake, Spencer Steer played in 156 games and only put up 3.0 as far as war goes. Uh the hits it's keep coming, good. Jeffrey, because let's take a look. Let's it is still good, but let's take a look at slash line. Let's look at overall performance in this season again, uh, between Matt McClain and TJ Friedel. Matt McClain's slash line for the 2023 baseball season, 290, 357, 507, where TJ Friedl put up 279, 352, 476. Again, respectable, but not as good as Matty Ice. Uh, I think when you take the statistics combined with what the energy change was, how Matt McLean was was the was the spark that kind of turned the narrative, turned the energy, made everybody believe a little bit and kind of opened the door, opened the floodgates for what this team was going to be moving forward. I think that makes him the biggest surprise in twenty twenty three.
0: All right, I got one issue with this. Can we let Matt Ryan keep the Matty Ice nickname? Can we call Matt McLean Matt McClutch, M- McBang, something? I don't want to call him Matty Ice. Matty Ice is that's that's a quarterback. That's that fine. I'm I'm about. purposely willing to go with Matty Kaye. <laughs> Matty Yipikayee, yeah. Give me give me diehard Matty. I don't know, like just not not Matty Ice. No. Matt McLean was a surprise. I mean, I think we talked about him in the preseason as though he could be a solid contributor to this team, but we really weren't that sold on how good he could be. Little did. We did not expect him to be the best rookie that the Reds had this season. And that's exactly what he was. He, he is this team's rookie of the year as much as I love what Spencer Steers does and the versatility that he has. And, and he led the, He led the team in games played and at bats and all of this durability stuff, but it's because he started the year with the team. If Matt McClain had started the year with the team, he'd have led everybody and everything. And I think Matt McClain had he had a full year under his belt, probably would have won rookie of the year, you know, assuming that, you know, injuries didn't derail it or something like that. So I'm definitely with you. I think that Matt McClain deserves to be, in that surprising spot. And I think it's kind of a toss up between him and TJ Friedel. The only reason that I give the edge to TJ Friedel is that he literally came out of nowhere. No one was expecting him to do anything. And when it came to, you know, being an everyday player or being even a usable player, and now it's pretty obvious unless the reds go out and make a move, he's going to be their everyday center fielder. But Matt McClain, has really kind of made it a discussion as to whether Ellie Dela Cruz needs to play shortstop every day, or should the Reds move on from Jonathan India? Matt McLean's got a home at second base because there's an argument that he's the best second baseman on this roster anyway. I I really feel like Matt McClain has built for himself the kind of profile that we would have expected Ellie de la Cruz to have right away. And I think we'll see Ellie have the star profile right now, but Matt McLean had the better year.
1: Yeah. You know, I think if we're being fair, if we're being honest, we expected Ellie Ellie de la Cruz to be what Matt McLean is. And we expected Mm -hmm. Matt McLean to be what Noel V. Marte was at the end of the season. We expected Matt McLean to come later and do some things towards the end. We expected Ellie to come first and open the floodgates. And it was just completely flipped. Uh, I think that the other piece that you just hit on, it might be the single most important piece. The success of Matt McClain has now made Jonathan India very, very expendable. I know it's going to upset some people. I know that there's going to be some folks that it hurts their feelings. Uh, But at the end of the day, if you can trade Jonathan India and make this team better in the bullpen or make this team better in the outfield or make this team better with a starter in the rotation, whatever floats your boat. If you can flip Jonathan India and accomplish that, and put Matt McClain at second base every day, then that's a win for the Cincinnati Reds organization. It's a win for this team moving forward in 2024. Uh, it'll be painful for a hot minute, and we will move on. We moved on from Kyle Farmer. We can move on from Jonathan India as long as the deal is right, and we've all decided that we trust Nick Craw when he's making trades. So I, I like that the success of Matt McClain has created that extra layer of flexibility for Nick Kroll to address needs within the organization.
0: There is an added element to this as well. And far be it for me to add to your argument. This is a, a, weird episode here, but, um, I'm, I'm helping you argue this point, uh, Matt McLean is probably the leader of this clubhouse. Like I, I remember Joey Votto talking about coming back from injury in June. And he said, one of the first people to come up to him was Matt McLean. It was like, welcome back in stud love to have the goat on the team. Don't mess it up. You know, basically is what he said. It was something to that effect. And I, I just think that there is this, this leadership that he brings to a clubhouse that we, as baseball fans gravitate toward. It's the reason that people wanted to slap a C on Kyle farmer's chest. Well, guess what? Matt McLean absolutely has the kind of talent that I wouldn't mind slapping a C on his chest at some point in his career. I don't know right now. Give him a full year under a little result, too things soon like that. Like yeah, little, yeah, a little, little too, too soon. soon. But yeah, he's got he's got the
1: the it factor when it comes to on the field and in the clubhouse. All right. It is a great day when Jeff Carr makes my arguments for me and admits that he is wrong. And it's well, that's pretty much every day, if we're being honest. No, I'm, I thanks, Jeff, for jumping in and helping make my point. But either way, TJ Friedel, Matt McClain, uh, both big surprises and both big contributors and both guys that we're really excited to see moving forward in 2024. Uh, Here's what we know. Matt McClain outperformed everyone's expectations and is ready to be the heart and soul of this Reds lineup for years and years to come. All right, Jeff, I know that you also named the most surprising starting pitcher of the 2023 season. And once again, I'm going to have to tell everybody why you were wrong about it. We've got that coming up next, but you know what we're not wrong about? That's Jace Medical. Jace Medical is one of the sponsors of today's podcast, and I want to tell you just a little bit about them. Uh, Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are very fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment that you need. Jace Medical is your solution. You just fill out their online form, and one of their board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate for you. In addition, you will be able to send your physician a message for answers for treatment-related questions at any time. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you the peace of mind so that you are not just uh, hoping that you have access to the medications that you need in an emergency. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and use the promo code locked on for an additional $20 off. If you would like to support the show, you can join Jeff over on subtext. Uh, Just send a text that says Go Reds to 513-597-0944, and you can text back and forth directly with Jeff. You're going to get his thoughts on some of the moves the Reds are making, what's going on in the postseason, insider tips that we get as they come along. Uh, You're also going to be first in line when we do Q&A shows like our Aloha Fridays. Uh, Those will come from subtext and from the – uh, YouTube comment section when we go live. So make sure you give that a try today. You can join and get a 14-day trial. Just send Go Reds to 513 597 Thanks as always for making Locked on Red your first listen every day. Every dayers, Jeff's going to do some shows solo coming up in the coming days as I travel back to uh, the lovely Aloha State of Hawaii from Ohio. Uh, And then it'll be he and I together again next week. So make sure you are subscribed to get all of Jeff's thoughts on these off-season moves, uh, off-season situations, uh, player reviews, and his takes on what's going on in the postseason. All right, Jeffrey, uh, I think I'm 1-0 and on today's show as far as the surprises go. Uh, To recap for our viewers and listeners, uh, you picked Brandon Williamson as your biggest surprise for the 2023 baseball season. The reason I think that's wrong is Brandon Williamson being exactly, he ended up being exactly who I said he was going to be from last spring training. There was no surprises. He was going to be raw. He was going to come up and need some work. He was going to improve while working with Derek Johnson, and he was going to become a solid major league starter. That's what he did. That's what we said. No surprises at all. He is the guy that I thought he was. So I'm I'm going to say that that's not the biggest surprise. You know who is the biggest surprise? The biggest surprise in the 2023 baseball season is a rookie named Andrew Abbott that came up and not only performed above expectations, not only delivered um, basically ace starts, when this team was in the shambles, he picked up this starting rotation, heaved it on his back and carried it through months and months of baseball. You didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. The prognosticators didn't see that coming. I don't even think Derek Johnson saw that coming. That is the biggest surprise of 2023.
0: I think that's tough. I, I kind of agree with you. I, I think... <laughs> Looking at this, we had him pencil. Oh, way in to stick to your guns there, candidate. Jeffrey.
1: Way to be, way to, way to fight for your guy. I just, I, I
0: I don't think we expected either one of these guys to be big contributors to this, this rotation this year. I think that we expected less out of Williamson, though, because we saw the numbers he was putting up in A, the walk numbers. I, I think his strikeout-to-walk ratio was like one-to-one. Meanwhile, Andrew Abbott was setting everything on fire. And so we're thinking, okay, this guy's got a shot. Now, did we think he was an ace? No, but I still find it hard to believe. I think that coming into next year, Andrew Abbott is a lock for the rotation. I don't think Brandon Mm -hmm. Williamson is a lock for this rotation. And I think that it was mostly surprising that Brandon Williamson was a usable starting pitcher on this team already this year. I think I would have pegged him to pitch longer in triple A but because of necessity, he had to come up to major uh, to the major leagues and do something. And the fact that we got anything out of him was just a plus.
1: I'm I'm going to toot my horn again. I said all along this was the guy he was going to be. Uh, we could go back in the archives and pull the multiple times that I said that exact thing that he was going to be rough around the edges. That working with Derek Johnson was going to fix him, and he was going to be a fourth, fifth contributing starter in this rotation. That's who he is. I I just again. No surprises at all. But if you had told me at the beginning of the season that a dude named Andrew Abbott was going to pitch in 21 games and have a 3.87 ERA in 109 innings and basically be the leader in this team uh, as far as the starting pitchers go because of injuries, I would have told you that the Reds must have lost 100 games. They must have been completely out of it and that they just let this guy pitch because uh, they were looking to figure out what was going on next season. This this guy came in and shocked the National League. He came in and shocked everybody that watched him pitch Uh, there. There's, there's just no bigger surprise to me. Uh, The only, the only other surprise that I think even is in remotely the same neighborhood is if I could collectively take the bullpen and, and say they are the biggest surprise for what they were able to do with their workload. Uh, Other than that, I just, nothing comes close to what Andrew Abbott was able to do when this team needed someone to do that thing, uh, he stepped up. I think what I love the most though about
0: both of these guys and the, and their the profiles that they have, the different stuff that they throw with is that neither one of them is a fireballer. Neither one of them relies on, you know, lighting up a radar gun or something like that. They do it with movement, they do it with location, they do it with deception, and they do it well. And I think that, you know, as they move forward through the off season and through spring training, we're only going to see that continue. We're going to see more variety in Brandon Williamson's game where he's going to be able to kind of utilize that breaking pitch a little bit better. I think he started to toward the end of the year, but that was also the pitch that everybody hit very well. And with Andrew Abbott, I just think rest is what he needs. Like He was a guy that every fifth day they were like, dude, if you're even close to a quality start, you're staying in there because nobody else in the starting rotation can. And I kind of wonder that a little bit with Williamson, too, is that he seemed to be treated a little bit more gingerly, uh, more kid gloves when it came to when he got into trouble, as opposed to Abbott. They let Abbott pitch out of trouble with this, which tells me that I think they expected Abbott to be almost as good. I don't know, and I'm with you. I think Derek Johnson would have thought we were crazy had we told him in march that this kid was going to be considered as the ace of the staff this year but i do think that through his first couple of starts in the major leagues they learned that they can trust him through this and that he's got some real talent
1: the other thing with brandon williamson jeff is i'm not sure they're sold on him as being a starter um that, that two times that two times through the lineup thing was really a hard stop. And uh, I don't know, I don't know what that was about and David Bell really never addressed it. I, I don't know that I ever really even heard the beat writers directly ask the question. Uh, I would ask the question, why does he never get an opportunity to pitch a third time through, but uh, it's going to be interesting with Brandon Williamson, you know, as you say, Abbott's a lock for the rotation next season. Uh, there's, there's no, there's no battling for a spot for him the way I see it. But I think Brendan Williamson is going to be one of two or three guys battling for that fifth spot in the rotation. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think there's any good film that helps benefit him in that battle because he wasn't allowed to, to deal with the adversity and push through. So it's up for grabs. I mean, we could, we could see Brandon Williamson in the bullpen next year. We could see him do other things. And it's just one more thing on the list of why he's kind of who I thought he was. Um, I think at the end of the day, he's going to be a fifth starter on this team. Uh, I think they're going to to trust him a little bit more in his second season. Now that he has a season under his belt. Uh, but I, I never saw Abbott coming. And Abbott would be a number two guy on a lot of teams. Uh, he'll be the number four guy on this team when the team breaks camp. Out of good year next season so it's, it's a really interesting spot to be in but it's still a big surprise
0: i really i really hope he's the fourth guy because that means everybody's healthy and i don't know what this pitching staff looks like healthy i i can imagine i can hope for it but we haven't seen it and and when we see it i think that's just going to be so much fun and i also wonder too and this is just a brief aside but like thinking of if williamson makes the rotation with abbott and if lodolo is healthy like we barely ever see a red starting rotation with one lefty i'm trying to think of anyone's starting rotation that included three lefties the the reds
1: might be a very lefty heavy pitching team we've got a we've got a minute here to play with i want to ask you this jeff do you think you abandoned that we're going to throw Hunter Green number one because he's our ace? We're going to throw Lodolo two because he's next. We're going to throw Graham Ashcraft. Do they do it that way or do they do they try and keep it so that you force teams to go every other day, right, left, right, left? What what would you do with that? Would you have a set rotation or would you try and juggle it using off days to kind of keep the keep the series off kilter so that they don't get a righty two days in a row or a lefty two days in a row?
0: That might be a fun thing with a sixth starter. Uh, maybe, maybe they could bring in a sixth starter, and then you could. You could be like, all right, well, this series we're playing the Cardinals, and then the next series we're playing the Diamondbacks or something like that, which actually this year was flipped. But, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like, you're playing mm-hmm. a very important divisional series, and then you're playing a non-divisional series, maybe like an interleague uh, series or something like that, that you could probably throw. And I think that you could almost treat this pitching staff like a, uh, almost like a college pitching staff, because you know, in college, they've got their Friday starter. They've got their Saturday starter. They've got their weekend guys. They've got their, their conference guys. They've got their non-conference guys and things like that. There might be a little bit of a chance to play around with that. Some, I don't know that you could do it totally, but you could create an atmosphere where, guys don't have to pitch every fifth day, especially if you go get a veteran fifth starter, then you really could have that six man rotation. I feel like as is asking this rotation to be a six man rotation is kind of tough, but if you bring in one more arm, I think you could then do that.
1: There's going to be some fun conversations around this. Cause you know, I love me a good six man rotation talk So mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to drop that into throughout several of the upcoming off season episodes. Cause I have some ideas. And uh, I would be interested to see the comment section after I present them. But we'll get to that in another show.
0: You know what the key is, Steve? Let's say it together. No more bullpen. I really really thought you were going to say that with me. No Um, more bullpen days. I'm with you. No more. more. I don't want to see any more bullpen days. I'm so tired of bullpen days. Mm -mm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give this one to you. I think Abbott, you know what? Maybe, maybe you won both these. I'll give it to you. Two
1: and oh, baby. Undefeated
0: look like a guy that needs a needs a it's all right it's all right so Jeff often, um... you know
1: I've got I've got the wisdom I've got the wisdom on you I've seen some more things it's all right I, I'm, happy. Hawaii, I'm happy I'm happy to bring all you the
0: wins you can get um
1: I'm, I'm happy I'm happy to <laughs> I'm happy to bring you along with me my young Patty Oh my Patty God we need to we need to save this episode um uh,
0: <laughs> coming up <laughs> we're gonna talk about a surprising former red who's currently pitching in the playoffs and Doing a good job. Also, did the Reds make a surprising cut from the 40 man roster? We'll talk about that coming up next. Before we talk about that though, I want to tell you about the awesomeness that is FanDuel. FanDuel is the best way to enjoy sports. Whether you're talking about the NFL season, whether you're talking about football going on, we got college football, NFL football, uh, basketball is coming up, hockey's coming up. October is just an amazing month for sports. And you can get in on the action now. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets. Plus, they've got amazing promos when it comes to football season. For uh, Saturday games in the college slate, there was a crazy weekend last weekend where it seemed like everybody was losing that shouldn't lose. And Miami should have knelt down. Hurricanes, not Miami of Ohio. Uh, maybe Miami of Ohio should have knelt down, but they didn't lose the Georgia tech because they didn't do that. So there's that. I'm sure a lot of people had a lot of fun with their Fanduel bets because of that loss for the hurricanes. Anyway, I digress. Check them out today. fanduelcom slash locked on new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets win or lose. And you can check out their amazing promos that they have today. Plus you can check out this line too. The twins are actually favored. To beat the Astros and go to the ALCS? Could that actually happen? Maybe. They're at minus 120 on the odds to advance to the ALCS. Check that out and more on
2: FanDuel. They're an
0: official partner of the NFL.
2: This lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found...
0: I did the wrong button there. Oh boy. <clears throat> yep. If you're watching, that was, uh, I'm sorry if you got motion sickness there. Uh, cause I clicked the wrong button and Steve's talking and no sound is coming out. We are just in trouble today. Got and you back. can follow along all off season with us here on the show. Uh, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Make sure you follow us in between episodes. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two Fs. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And you can follow us on the Lockdown Reds Discord page. Get a link down in the description of this episode. A lot of great folks talking Reds baseball, talking playoff baseball, and talking about Jeff Hoffman because. <laughs> Steve <laughs> Jeff Hoffman was good this year and yeah tell the folks how good know he was why. I tell I don't get it like name a stat N- name any stat it's the best he's ever done in that stat in his career I mean I, except I for any pitch he's had more the- innings
1: pitch but yeah I think the thing that paints the picture the best is that war statistic. Hit him! Hit him with the war statistic. <laughs> yeah.
0: So according to Baseball Reference's calculation for WAR, Jeff Hoffman has a career WAR of one point six. Oh boy, not good. This year, he has two wins above replacement, which means—did you do that? I did not do that. Did, did i that was i don't, I don't know there were balloons. if you're not watching if you're
1: on the audio feed some balloons just showed up on the screen there's there's wildness going on around here folks i jeff apologize Hoffman to the audio me. feed our uh our our video effects feed here is going bonkers um jeff Hoffman's so sorry cranky. sorry for you guys in the audio feed but uh the youtube folks are getting a show today <laughs>
0: He has been, oh my gosh, this has been the weirdest episode. He has been so good this year though, Steve, it it, it blows my mind. It's kind of nice that I got uh, that wonderful Jersey from, from our buddy Ken.
1: No, at, no, uh, no, 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 don't, 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 no, no, no. You don't get to be a fan. Now you single-handedly yes. I mean, you from know, your pulpit jersey, with that microphone you know? with behind that microphone, <laughs> you single-handedly line. ran you ran that man out of town on the rails. I kind of that was you. It. That was hashtag Jeff Carr hates Jeff Hoffman. His dad called you out on social media for your <laughs> bad <laughs> Jeff Hoffman takes. <laughs> we all saw it happen. So you don't get to be like, oh, I've got my Jeff Hoffman jersey.
0: I've had some bad takes. I agree with that. But they weren't about Jeff Hoffman. He was not good as a red. He was not good now, he's really, really good this year. I mean, pitching and just making gifs about the pitches that he throws and the two-seam fastball that apparently is super amazing now. But before this year, it was very evident that he was not going to be part of this Reds bullpen in the future. But could you imagine what he would have done in this bullpen this year? I mean, so, was that, was, was
1: that all re- Was that all relief appearances, Jeff, for this season? Yes, yes. Yes, it was. He he did not so, start a game this year. Um, did have a save, though. So if ever there is a cautionary tale that you need to keep in the back of your mind about relief pitchers, if ever there's an example of that, Jeff Hoffman right now is an example of that. Because yes. there's no way that the Jeff Hoffman that's, that's pitching thing. right now this season is, is Jeff Hoffman. We have a very large sample size of the pitcher that Jeff Hoffman is. But every once in a while, these relief pitchers will catch fire. And put together a season that blows your mind. Sometimes they can do it for a couple of seasons. And and they get by with the smoke and mirrors. But eventually, those type of relief pitchers come crashing back to earth. So did the Reds miss out by not keeping him around? Well, I don't know that that same guy would be who the Reds would have had if they had kept him around. Um, Because they would have, I mean, quite honestly, with the way this season went, he would have been a starter. He would have been starting games for the Reds. He would not have been pitching out of the bullpen. So with that being said, I I think good for Jeff Hoffman. Uh, We've never wished ill will upon anybody. You're right. He wasn't really good as a red, but it's great to see a guy go have some success and get to participate in postseason baseball and, and, and rub your nose in it a little bit. I love it.
0: (laughs) Which probably means he's going to like blow a save really soon. Um, And real quick, before we get out of here and before more balloons show up, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, the Reds waved five players and all of them cleared waivers and made it to Louisville. Alan Business, Justin Dunn, Brett Kennedy, Connor Overton, and Vladimir Gutierrez were all waved and all made it through waivers to get to Louisville. All of them right-handed pitchers. And so that means that the Reds are removing them from the fifth, uh, from the 40 man roster. Um, I'm kind of surprised at one of them. Does any of them surprise you?
1: So there's no real, okay. There's no real surprises for me on this list, really. Uh, Dunn is not a a worry that somebody's going to pluck him off waivers. He hasn't been able to string together uh, any real healthy period of time since the Reds acquired him. Uh, Kennedy, that's a no-brainer. You know, the one that just kind of makes me go, hmm, is... Designating Vladimir Gutierrez for assignment, and really, it's not a surprise from the standpoint of this is a guy that's coming off of major reconstructive surgery that's been injured. They're not they're not really worried about him getting plucked by another team per se. Uh, they're also not really. It, needing him for the rotation. He maybe could be a bullpen piece later, but then you have to ask yourself if he could be a bullpen piece later and they're designating him for assignment. They're taking him off the 40 man. Is there something going on with him? The reds are notoriously tight lipped. They don't leak information. The only stuff that gets out of the Cincinnati reds clubhouse is the stuff that the, the media director wants to get out of the Reds clubhouse. So the fact that we haven't heard boo, about Vladimir Gutierrez raises a red flag for me. And now we see him show up on the DFA list that raises another red flag for me. And it makes me wonder if we'll ever see Vladimir Gutierrez again.
0: What makes me even more curious, I wouldn't say concerned, but curious about that is that no one else claimed him. So not only are the reds being very tight lipped about it, but everyone else seems to know what's going on. They all seem to know what the scuttlebutt is and nobody's really saying heads or tails about it. I, I just think, I mean, it is nice that the, he's going to be in Louisville and he's going to be some pitching depth for the reds there off the 40 man. But at the same time, all we know about him is that he came back for 20 seconds uh, of a rehab stint. And then he went back on, he was returned to the injured yep. list and, and, I, I I'm not sure what's going to happen with his future. I really thought Goody was going to be a part of this team in some way, shape or form, but now it seems like if he is, it's going to be out of necessity rather than he earned a spot.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's a little disconcerting. Um, it'll, it'll be interested to see how he is used in Goodyear If he is used in Goodyear. that's something we'll keep an eye on, uh, when we get closer to the start of spring training, uh, we get an opportunity to talk to some guys within the farm system during the off season. Uh, That'll be a question. We ask them as well.
0: 100% but that is going to be where we end today's podcast. Thanks so much for checking out today's show. If you watched on YouTube, you got to see a very strange show. Uh, uh, But yes, uh, if you listened, you you also heard some strangeness too. You can stick with us all off season because there's going to be a lots more fun where that came from. As we look forward tomorrow, We are going to be talking about the uh, kind of ranking players on the reds in tiers. We're going to be looking at the top tier players, middle tier, all that great stuff on tomorrow's show. So make sure you check it out because why Steve?
1: We're going to keep you locked on reds every single day. That was a video train wreck. (laughs)
0: It really was. I still haven't figured out the balloons. Where do they come from?